All right, the Audible's on the air. Kimbo Camper, John Conjami, and I'm kind of I'm kind of puffing my chest, Johnny, because I think last time we left on this on this Audible last week, I said, "Hey, Dolphins going to win this game." You did. I think I threw. I don't know if I threw the the guarantee. I don't know you, if I did the, the you, Joe Namath thing. You but put your foot out I in the water. Yeah. You know, I think you were you were trolling around yeah. out there, and you did say that. You know, every now and then I throw something out, and and ninety nine percent of the time I'm wrong. So when I do it and I and it's right, I'm a, I'm a puff my chest. You might as well puff my chest out. Absolutely. On it. So I got the Dolphins over the Bills, and and boy, John, that was just a, it was another one of those games, man. Where it just every game seems to be like this. Who's got the ball last, and what's going to happen, and whatever happens then is going to define who who wins or loses that game. It's and a, it's, I'll be damned if it doesn't come down to that so many times. You know, it's amazing how in the NFL when you look at it. Games can be so lopsided for the first half or or tight yeah. and then continue that way. I mean, I'm just looking at the way the Steelers played the yeah, Chargers yeah. this week. You know, this I could have turned that off at halftime sure. and said the Steelers are going to win. If yeah. I was a betting guy and I had the Steelers, I yeah. went to bed going, man, I made some shackles in the morning. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wake up and be okay. And look, and the Chargers come back and they find a way to win that yeah. game. And just coming back to Hard Rock Stadium with Buffalo and Miami, you knew it was going to be – Highly contested yeah. between two pretty even teams. You know, when you, the way you look at it, you get a rookie quarterback that made uh, a mockery of, of what he did with his legs. Yeah. I mean, uh, nine rushes for 130, nine scrambles yeah. for 135 yards. And uh, the guy was really good. I mean, the hey, guy threw the ball what, well. Thank he, goodness the guy's not very accurate right now. Well, he's getting there. <laughs> he's getting there. He's getting yeah. there. And, and you're right. That that last pass, if it's anywhere close, yeah. and some could argue Charles Clay could make the catch, yeah. yeah. But you know what? If it's anywhere above his waist that he doesn't have to go to the ground, yeah. he just falls in the end zone for yeah. the touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, it no. was... It was close. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it, and it was. Look, the, the Dolphins did what they had to do. Right. Um, and, and look, you you come out of that game twenty one seventeen, three touchdowns. But you know, you had seven punts, one interception, and three touchdowns. That's your that's your inventory of yeah. your offense in that game. And John, somehow between now and really this Sunday week, when yeah. you play the New England Patriots. Um, you, you got to find a way to be more consistent offensively. And and I know we talked to Coach Gaze a little bit about it and moving the chains and especially against this football team where you want to you do everything you can to try to keep that offense on the sideline, move the chains, have your drives be multiple first downs. You know, it's great scoring. It's great scoring on quick hitting plays. But in a game like this, I'd rather you know you need to be methodical. Drive down the field. Try to keep Tom Brady over there on the sideline as much as you can. Look, and Tom's not he's not having his a career year. I mean, he's kind of come back to earth, but you look but at his numbers. But their defense is playing better. You look at his numbers and you go, "Oh, geez, those are those aren't the, you know, those aren't typical Tom Brady numbers." But then you look at their win-loss record and you go, "Well, those are typical New England numbers <laughs> yeah, right there." That's right. You know, this is a team in the Miami Dolphins, and I don't know if this is the correct way of saying it, but when they're off schedule, they have no chance. Yeah. Uh, offensively, they don't have. It doesn't seem like this team has the mindset of ah, it's second, second and twelve, no big deal. Let's go get yeah. some. Either get it here yeah. on second down. But we're going to overcome this. It just seems like the whole stadium is deflated, or yeah. you hear a sigh, like oh, here we go, yeah. and you can't get over the negative play. So, I, so ironically, the way the Dolphins have to play is they have to play perfectly on offense. They have to stay away from the negative play, yep. whether that's a turnover, but most importantly, whether that's a run that's yep. a negative three on first or second down, because it 
it has problems overcoming those those yeah. U-turn runs or those negative plays when you get penetration up front. And that's been the majority of our problems, yeah. the way I see the Dolphins. When they run the football with Frank Gore in first yeah. down, normally it's positive yardage. Yeah. But when they don't, when they get that negative play via penetration, if somebody's not, not yeah. on the right guy, somebody gets it through a gap – they don't. They have very difficult troubles overcoming well, and, those and, those and, obstacles. And John, I think what you see in them, you, you almost sense that you know. Okay, first and ten. Uh, you know, you hand the ball off and it gets knocked. You know, a two yard loss or or someone. You know, you know, I tell you, we really haven't 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 had many pre-snap penalties lately. We've kind of right. kind of those things have kind of been put to the backside. You, you get some every now and then, but they're they're not as they're certainly not as much as they were they early as in the season. As they were, yeah, yeah, exactly. But but if you lose those yards, there's almost a feeling like oh here we are again. Well, that's you know, you, the shoulders you know, kind of slope, and, you your know, head bobs. And, and, and I'm always on the sideline, so you know what gets me is that at first down they lose a yard, and I look over and, and the long snapper and the punter are going, starting to warm up in front starting, of you. They're starting to yeah. warm up, and I'm going, yeah, that's not a good sign. I love when I'm watching you down on the right. sidelines, and something happens like that, and I'll see you do that pirouette, right. that spin, you know, yeah. like here, and all of a sudden here comes Denny, yeah, yeah. here comes yeah, Hawk, yeah. you know. You're yeah. right. And I, you know, I, I remember when I was a player, I used to, they'd do it. I'd see these guys like on, after first down. I go, bro, give them, so give them a chance, man. Go, don't, <laughs> don't give warm up. up. Don't give in already. Give when them it's a third down, go get a couple in, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to annoy myself. But anyway, but, but yeah, they, they need to find a way to be. And, and you know, that, that kind of answers one of the questions. It's a question I get asked a lot when I'm out now is, hey, how come, how come, how come they're always using Frank Gore more than, then uh, Kenyon Drake yeah. run the football. I said, well, it, to me, it's very simple because on first down, more times than not, Frank's going to give you three, four, five yards. That puts you in that second and seven, second and six, second and five, second and four. And now it gives your offense, you know, a, a chance. Right. And, and you feel like, okay, here we go. We're, we're moving now. Let's, let's, let's keep this going. And, and so there, therein lies the Frank Gore first, Kenyon Drake on third down or, or whatever mm-hmm. in, in when you were in the play and, and people don't I, I people have a hard time understanding when I tell them that but I, I, unless I'm completely seeing it wrong that that to me is it's the formula you, you gotta, that's been successful this team has to play it that way with Frank Gore uh, until Kenyon Drake gets to be because Kenyon Kenyon knows that his I think Kenyon knows his bread and butter is if he can get on the perimeter, get in that second level. Whereas Frank is, you know, I don't know, you put me anywhere between those tackles, I'm going to find a seam somewhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And the, and the little bit bigger of a crease that Frank gets, the more productive he's been yeah. on first down. He he turns that three-yard run into seven yep. when, he, when he makes a linebacker miss or just graze the shoulder yep. because no one really hits him kind of square up once he gets to the second yep. level. He's always bouncing off of people. And I think that's helped Kenyon as well. Because when Kenyon gets that same hole about the fourth series of the game he's able to elude and he turns it into something big whether that's via a pass or it's running between the tackles he's able to make somebody miss and have the have the hope that there's going to be a bigger play an explosive play that you tend to miss in this offense now after Wilson and after Grant and all all those explosive guys that turn those four-yard catches into 40-yard touchdowns. No doubt. Hey, the Audible sponsored by Deezer. Deezer is the Music Dolphins. Deezer is the Miami Dolphins official music streaming app. You can check out your favorite players' playlist, cheerleaders' playlist, game day playlist, and tons of great content. Try it for free. 
I even got my playlist on Deezer. And, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm you, give you a little teaser. Good. The problem with my playlist, because I think a lot of like the, the people that are listening to this podcast and people that are going to, going on Deezer, they're getting the, 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 the package from Deezer and doing it, they're, they're kind of millennials. Right. So my playlist, though, I don't think I have anything in there that goes beyond, I'm going to say 19... 19- Eighty-seven, yeah. maybe eighty-eight, somewhere around somewhere there. Somewhere around there. I may have one thrown in, one one oddball thrown. In. I got, I got, I got. Uh, was that uh, Outcast? That one oh, song you, a day? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ar or something. I got that because <laughs> <laughs> I like the tone. But other than that, other than that, I got like Van Morrison. I got Bruce Springsteen. I got Tower of Power. I, love I got it. all those kind of things on there. Hey, speaking of D's and Deezer, okay. Yeah. How about my man Joe Rose today? Yeah. If you're a fan of Joe Rose, you yeah. have to tune in to the Adam Gay Show. No, no doubt. This week. Yeah. Okay. You have to kind of take a peek. Sunday, Channel Sunday four, morning, 11 Sunday o'clock. Morning, 11 o'clock. Kinda, I think if Joe doesn't win a TV Emmy for yeah. his performance this week, I don't think any, I, he, he got, never I've will. I've got to admit, you know, Joe, at times Joe, you know, he's kind of off base sometimes. I think the performance by Joe in this week's Adam Gaze show is maybe the best work that he's, he's, he's ever done. ever done in his career. I, I don't care if you take him in his professional yeah. life, his his professional playing career. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it, it the, really the, look, quite he frank, hit it out of the park. Quite frankly, this one this one park. may get him to the Kennedy Center Awards. I, I think so. You know, we're, we're you know he has someone up where he's being feeded by the president and, and a plus one. He States. might even get a plus and one. A plus, there you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> but you, I'm telling you, that's a good that's good advice. Yeah, it is. If, if Sunday morning, eleven o'clock, eleven o'clock before the game. Tune check in and, Joe and check out, out Joe. I mean, it you can catch him, you know, Cup of Joe, obviously, yeah. but then just, you know, Channel 4, 11 it, it o'clock. It is an, an award-winning. Unbelievable. And, and, and the information that he threw out there, I, I thought never, was invaluable. He was succinct. He, he was on point. Yeah. He didn't lose focus. No, no. I just thought that he, he was at his best. And, and I think Coach Gaze was enthralled with him. You know, He, I was, think in, he, he was thoroughly impressed. Impressed and just, oh, geez, he didn't know, didn't know that Joe had He that, didn't even put out Joe's bad highlights this week because of the way he spoke. Because Joe did so well that he, he passed it. So yeah. So if you get a chance, check it out. Hey, John. One one of the things I want to talk about uh, while while we're going to kind of continue on where where we were talking about is how, how do you get this offense? Because this this hit or miss offense we've had in the lulls, the lulls where you go two, three, four drives of three and outs uh, that that really hurt. How how does this football team dig themselves out of that in this situation? And, and and I'm asking you a question with a football team that, you know, that, that you look at that offensive line and, well, who's in there this week? What receivers do we have left? You know, really the only the only, the only only health we have on this football team right now, I think, is at the running back spot. I think you hit it with what you said about offensive line. I think it starts with the offensive line because I, I just think that there's been some mistakes that have gone kind of by the wayside that, Frank can make people miss. Yeah. Kenyon can make people yeah. miss. Sometimes when when you don't make them miss, they turn into negative plays. And I, I think up front, if they can be solid, especially against a group in New England that gives you multiple looks, they have really good athletic linebackers. Yeah. They like to move around that front. They do a lot of different things. Bill Belichick is really good at what he does on that side of the football. I think it starts with that group because if they can stay on point, if they can stay assignment Yep. You know, assignment sound. They can't have that occasional bust that leaves a guy unaccounted for that makes you kind of look 
unorganized yeah. on offense. I think that's where it starts. If those guys can play one of their best games of the season, it gives you a chance, yeah. Bo. It just gives you a chance. It doesn't guarantee you anything, but it gives Ryan Tannehill a chance. It gives Frank Gore a chance. It gives guys like Kenny Stills that may be running down the field a little bit longer, yeah. or Devontae Parker, a chance to run their routes, come out, and, and press a, a yeah. defensive back. So I think it starts up front with those guys. If those guys can have a really good week this week, I think yeah. – the success rate, the chance of success goes up. Yeah, no doubt. And look, the one thing, I was, I was talking to some guy from New England uh, yesterday for, on a newspaper article, and we were talking a bit, and he says, well, how come, New, how come the Dolphins have had so much success against Tom Brady and the, and the Patriots down there in, in Miami? And I said, well, look, to me, I mean, going back to my, my playing days experience, is, <clears throat> you know, when you play a team like that, you, your focus becomes laser focus. You know, I always said that, you know, you, you can kind of tell where you're at in a game where, you know, if your focus is, you know, a big, I can remember playing in games like that, like against New England on a Monday night or whatever, whoever's going to win that game is going to win the AFC East. And you got 80,000 people screaming. Right. And when you put your put your hand down on the line of you scrimmage, you can't hear, yeah. you can hear the guy across from you Talk. breathing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And with all that noise going on, and, and I know people don't understand it, but you get that focus so tight that... With 80,000 people screaming, you can hear that guy breathing across from you. You know you're zoned into it. And I think that's what the Dolphins have been able to do over the I didn't realize this when I was talking to the guy. Tom Brady is 7-9. and nine Down here? At, 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 or, or, yeah, 7-9 and nine at Hard Rock Stadium. The only, the only place he's played during his career where he's got a losing record. So there's something to it. It's not. It's not just. We're not just saying they 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 play well. So the Dolphins do play him well down here, and they're and they're going to need that and that that laser focus on. Every, I don't care if you're the long snapper, the punter, the kicker, the left tackle, you know, the right guard, the the defensive end, whoever. To, you, you you've got to be on that wavelength to win this game. I don't know if this is the right analogy, but I'm going to just throw it out there just to hear what you have to say. When Dan Marino played all those years against the Buffalo Bills and the Dolphins went to Buffalo, I'm probably quite, I'm not factual, but I'm probably sure it was either 500 or just under yep. for what those guys did. Yeah. Okay. And my focus is Bruce Smith. Yes. Bruce Smith absolutely. had a hell of a lot to do, even though you had a, a an unbelievable left tackle yeah. on Richmond Webb for most of those years yeah. going up there. My guess is that he affected the game, the, quite frankly. The way Bruce Smith went was the way the game was going right. to go. So now Tom Brady comes down here. Jason Taylor's on the yeah. other side. Not that Zach Thomas and Sam Madison and Pat Sertan, not not that I'm saying that all those other guys, yeah. Tim Bowens, all those guys, whoever it was that lined up against Tom Brady yeah. through those years from 2000 to, to now, um, played really at a high level. But Jason Taylor was the guy that affected Tom yes. Brady because every every play had to count for him. Yeah. Then it passed the baton to Cam Wake. Yeah. Cam Wake was one of that guy. So on Sunday. Somebody has to affect Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm not saying that one guy solely can do it, but it really helps if a Robert Quinn or yeah. a Cam Wake or an Akeem Spence through the middle or, or a, a Devon Godchow, yeah. somebody wins with regularity that affects yeah. Tom Brady in Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. That's kind of where no, I'm no, thinking. I think you're right on point because because I, I can remember games. I, I remember games up in New England. Where early in the game the Dolphins did that they pressured Tom Brady he had Tom because you you know you know those games you can kind of tell when Tom he's up because he's not he's not that he's not getting that little let me three step drop boom get deliver the ball he's having to kind of move around a little bit you can see he's not comfortable back there he gets hit a couple times then he starts getting a little happy that's when you get Tom Brady vulnerable and we I've seen the Dolphins do it in New England in the first half 
a handful of times where you go in the locker room going, oh, geez, we got a pretty good shot here. Right. Then, they figure then it in out. the second half, no, no one's getting to Tom Brady. Ball's coming out there quicker, and there goes their offense. Boom, boom, boom. Down the field. Gronk's getting hit. Whoever, whatever receiver down there. They got Gordon. Right. Who, this guy was on the shelf for like years and years and years. He gets there, and all of a sudden, he's, he's back a playing magic man like now. an all-pro again. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's... I think that you know, if you can get Tom Brady uncomfortable in the pocket and for the duration of the game, that that's the you know that that to me is the the winning formula. Everything else matters, but that's what matters most. Yeah, I think so, and it, it's a, it's about affecting him. When you watch Tom Brady, he looks like he's he's on you know clockwork. The yeah. ball comes out on time. He always has an outlet. He maneuvers within the pocket actually stepping up and climbing towards the line of scrimmage because those defensive ends get to a point they can't flatten. They keep going north and south. Yep. Tom Brady slides further away from those guys and there's no interior pressure because there's there's windows to throw the football. Yep. I just watched him last week. I mean, it was textbook. Yep. And Edelman is back for him. Yep. You know, Gronk might not be the Gronk of old, but Edelman kind of fills in the gaps yep. to, to make up for Gronk's 87. Still gonna give, he's still going to give, give you a matchup a, a, yes, nightmare. Yeah. And no matter if he's beat up, yeah, you know, just throw it, get it close, yep. right? Yeah. So you know, you've got you've got definite definitely issues because you add Gordon to the mix, who's yep. another big yep. body. Uh, they've got enough weapons. Yeah, and, and Josh Gordon having him. I mean, we saw him week one when when he first came, signed with them, and we were wondering, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And they didn't waste any time getting him get him in the game, and Tom Brady didn't waste any time getting him the football. And you can see since then, from then to now, they've grown to understand each other. And, and and Gordon has become a, a big, big weapon for him. And how about James White yep. uh, out of the backfield? I mean, the guy's good for eight catches, yep. seven catches for about 80 yards and usually yep. two touchdowns, yep. you know, running the football as well and, and Sony Michelle. And this is a group that, gosh, Tom Brady orchestrates this offense yep. so well that even when he's having a bad day, Bo, it's like, yeah, no problem. They, yeah. they have a feeling of a belief that they're going to get it. Yeah, eventually. They're going to yeah. get it at some point. And while they're trying to get on on point with what they want to do, the defense is starting to play yes. a hell of a yeah. lot better than they were in the first half of the season. Yeah. It's almost like it's there's a beginning of the season for New England, whether they're hot or not, doesn't matter. There's a middle, whether they're hot or yeah. not, really doesn't matter because they're going to win those games. But then there's the playoff New England yeah. that you kind of start seeing this team morph into that laser focus yeah. that you talked about. And it's hard to detract or distract from where they're going because they already know how to get there yeah. and they know where they're going. Yeah. That that's the belief I think in a yeah. team where you've been there so many times, all right, let's start. Yeah. Well, I think they're the, I think they're I think they're that like that baseball team that starts out the season they lose four straight. You go, don't worry, it's a long season. It's a right. long season. And, and then you went and then once you get to the all-star break, now they're now they're kind of creeping up there yeah. and then and then when you get that and so I think that's New England. New England, you know, they, they kind of come out of the box and they're kind of stumbling out of the box and you go, Oh, maybe this is the year that they right. that they start they to stumble. It. Then all of a sudden they get their footing. And maybe they're not impressive, overly impressive, but they're winning. And then when they get to late November, December, it's like, okay, we're hitting on all cylinders yeah. now. And then look, they've gone through their injuries. They've gone but but they've always and and I'll say this about this football team, about the Miami Dolphin football team. I've been I've been impressed by the guys that have had to step in, try the, to mask the, the, tra the, the injuries. Travis Swanson's, yeah. 
um, you know, Isaiah Ford and, and Brendel those guys, coming Brendel back. Coming, in. Yeah, those guys this week. Yeah. You know, Bryce Butler coming in and making plays and doing. How about so, Ziggy Hood and Ziggy Williams? Hood, yeah, those guys, guys are getting effect, to play. I think we're going to have Ziggy Hood coming in and, nice. and seeing us here in a little bit. But yeah, all those. I think the guys that have stepped up. Look, we're down to our third center on this football team. You're down an offensive line. Ted Larson the, the was number, supposed to be the fill-in yeah, guy. Yeah, the number of people you've had in there been through a lot, and guys have stepped up and done and done out. Now some guys have struggled, no doubt about it. But but I think a lot of those guys that come back have really. If you'd have told me, if you'd have told me the beginning of the season you're going to lose all these players by week five or week six or week seven, I go. You're at three wins, four wins. You're lucky to win three or four wins. Yeah. Get three or four wins, but. You know, I think it's a credit to to those guys that have stepped up, next guy up, and played well enough to get you to six and six with an opportunity that if you can if you can somehow knock off New England this week, man, you're in a pretty you know because you got Buffalo again, you know Jacksonville's Jacksonville, not playing I think, great. I think Jacksonville is going to by that time they're going to throw in the towel. You know, you're, they're the, and then they're you go to many. so much, and they you know in Minnesota, and then and then look when you you know. Who, who who knows what goes on from there? Then you got Buffalo at the end and Minnesota, wherever that. You know, hopefully, they, you know, I like hope they clinch something. You know, so right. they, so it's not an important game to them because you know, you're going to need some help through this thing. But but it all starts this week. If they don't get the job done this week, then it's basically riding out the yeah. Out you got you have this. to steal this game because then you're really rolling the dice in terms of okay, they have to lose twice. Yep. You know, Baltimore has to do this. Indianapolis has to do that. Cincinnati has to keep you know yep. keep uh, losing. Yep. You know, and they've lost their quarterback. So there, there's a lot of things that have to happen if you don't win at Hard Rock on Sunday yep. because this is the most important game of the year. It, it gives you not only credibility and momentum beating a team that's going to be in the playoffs, yep. but it, it gives you a sense that now you see the end of the tunnel yep. and it's a hell of a lot brighter than it was you know, two yep. weeks and, ago and, when you and, lose and, in Indianapolis. And two of those games, you got to go on the road. Right. And then the Dolphins have struggled on the road right. mightily this year. And so that's that's certainly part of the, the equation uh, when you go that way. So um, it, it's, a, it's a huge game and, and – and look, I mean, there may be some guys in the field out there on Sunday looking, where'd that guy come from? But uh, but you got to do what you got to do and, and get the job. Hey, Ziggy's, uh, I think Ziggy's coming in right now. So let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and wait. And, hey, uh, Ziggy. We'll get Ziggy. Yeah, in, that'd be we'll, great. Then we'll get back to it. Hi, right, we're here with Ziggy Hood and uh, Ziggy. Man, you've been here for a while, getting some playing time. Did you did you you, you kind of like your experience so far and and the work that you've been getting? I mean, it's so far so good. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a job. I, yeah, man. I can't complain about that. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm having a good time. My family loving it whenever they get a chance to visit. Yeah, you've been you've been in the league for for a number of years now, mm-hmm. and you played with uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, you played with Washington, Jacksonville. So you've been around. So you you know the game. And I know you kind of come in in, in this thing midstream, and mm-hmm. some of the guys are hurt, and as is the case with the NFL, uh, but it presents opportunities, opportunities for guys like you, like to, like you said, get back in it, get a, get a job, get a paycheck, and and get going. And certainly that's part of, that has a lot to do with it. Yes. But as a player, I, I assume it's you just love to get down and play. Just the opportunity to get out and play and. And, and get back into that experience. Yeah, I mean, nobody never wants to go through, uh, you know, getting some quote unquote fired from right. a job and stuff like that. But I mean, as a, not only that, not only for a player, but as a man, you want to feel like you still can, you know, you're capable of that. Do your job, yeah, and to go out there and go play. And as an athlete, I feel like I got way more left in the tank. Yeah. So ten years is a long time, especially in this league. But you know, I feel like I got you know five or six 
plus, you know, knock on wood, you know, only by the Lord's grace that I yep. can go that far. But like I said, I'm here to help. I played with a couple of guys like Branch. Yep. And I know, you know, Spence, you know, from Illinois and stuff like that. So it, it feels good just coming into this environment, especially in that locker room yep. with the D-line, you know, try to go out there and win. Yep. Ziggy, how long does it take you to get into playing shape when you have to come in and, and, and get up to where you feel like, hey, now I'm playing the ball that I, I expected to play? You know, the first two games you're kind of playing on emotion because you're, you're here and you're in the game. But mm-hmm. now do you feel like you're getting a sense of, hey, I feel normal or I feel like I'm, I can do the things I want to mm-hmm. do on the field? I think for me is once I got the, uh, the grasp of the playbook, mm-hmm. I was able to play little bit better because I because when you're thinking that slight bit of um, just hesitation, hesitation. will slow you down real yeah. quick and I mean for anybody the minute you start thinking you don't go out there and you know play your full speed and base yeah. so the first two games are still learning the playbook not only that you know listen to the calls making sure you don't screw up or you be the reason that somebody else don't make a play yeah. so but yesterday was a perfect example I was more comfortable out there playing well not only that I had the you know surrounding D yeah. linemen help me in the in the process yeah, you you get the win uh, against Buffalo, and mm-hmm. and man, that that was an AFC's dogfight, and you knew it was going to be a dogfight going in, and, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I tell you, it seems like every other game you're looking at, it, it comes down to that last drive, right? Last yes. guy's got the football; they're either going to score, <laughs> they're not right. going to score, and one side's going to be happy, and it's going to be in this next thirty seconds, right? It, it seems like it comes down to that almost every week. I mean, if it, I mean, if it comes down to every week, don't matter if it's a dogfight, it's a blowout. As long as you come out on the, you know, on the winning there? side, it doesn't even matter. Right. And then you just go in the next day, evaluate, say, look, this is what we did. Granted, we won, but we cannot allow this to happen because this is going to be a dogfight yeah. next week. Yeah. So. You, you've had a chance to be around this team now for, for a while, mm-hmm. and, you, and you've been around other teams. And when you look at and like I said, the team's not the team it was that they, you know, yes. changes from personnel, from injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's the same coaching staff, and, and for the most part, it's the same guys in this in this in this room. Do, do you like the feel of this team, the staff, and and the way they're going about their business, and and the makeup of that locker room? Of course, I mean, whenever you have injuries, you know, guys are getting plugged in normally that yeah. didn't don't have the experience of yeah. now being forced into the role stuff like that. So, like I said, I know it's tough, for, you know, coaching staff. I can't never follow the coach because they spend countless hours yeah. up here trying to put guys in the best situation to win and stuff like that. So as a player, we just got to go out there, perform, and execute so we don't put the coaches in a tough, you know, situation yeah. to, you know, say, hey, we need to sit you down. We need to bring other guys in. Yeah. Seems like every week now, Ziggy, next game is a bigger game than the yeah. one you just played because you're running out of real estate when you look at the yes. calendar. How do you get ready for – or how do you bounce back from a, a quarterback that you didn't think – would run for 130 some yards mm-hmm. on you to a guy that's not might not run for 13 yards yes. but he's going to hang in the pocket so a little different on the way you guys would approach mm-hmm. I think up front the way you rush a rookie quarterback that has talent that you have that question mark on to a future Hall of Famer that you kind of know the blueprint but even if you know it it's still hard to stop well, we got to get to this guy much as possible. Like I said, when you think of, you know, high-caliber quarterbacks, this guy's on top of the list. Right. And, you know, and you can't argue with that with the facts. You can't argue with the rings or anything like that. What he lack in, I guess, I guess speed for a quarterback, he makes with decisions getting the ball. Get right. He's quick. not going to get – he's not going to hang in there too long. If, yep. if he's hanging there for too long, then our secondary is doing their job. Yep. So when they do their job, we got to get back there. Now, he – can you scramble? Yes, he can. Can you move like the last guy? I hope. No. I pray to God that he don't. Well, I'm going to tell you what I, you know, rarely, 
you know, you, you don't see. I, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said, you know, I haven't seen a guy like that since Fran Tarkin. You probably don't even remember Fran Tarkin, mm-hmm. but back in the day, it was, it was those guys that really just real scramblers back there, and especially that last play. I mean, I'm going, man, this guy's here. He's there. He's there. And as a defensive lineman, I know I've been there. As a defensive lineman, you play. It's frustrating as hell to play against a guy like that. That guy, because he's got the speed, he's got an ability to get out of the pocket. And even if you're in your lanes, yes, he, he much. He's kind of a little on that on that on that uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of a thing where he'll find that little slot, get out, yes. buy time, and either throw the ball. It looks pretty good when he gets out and throws the ball on the run, or he'll run like you said, 135 yards yesterday. Mm-hmm. That, that's frustrating as hell for a defensive lineman. It is. I mean, you as much as frustrating as it is, you can't let it get to no. it because I mean, the man's an athlete. There's yeah. a reason why he's you know he's a starter in the NFL and yeah. stuff like that. But with every opportunity you can, you got to do what you can. Try to get back. Try to get back there as much as possible because just when D linemen are struggling, the secondary is yeah. having a hard time because you can only cover guys for so long. So, I mean, like I said, we dropped the ball as far as D linemen. It's not getting, not getting them down very often and stuff yeah. like that. We got back there. We just didn't bring them down often. So, you, you played in, in playoff games. You've been Super Bowl, the mm-hmm. whole thing. What is that experience? <clears throat> How do you carry that experience? Uh, and, and, and help you as a player, but also kind of bring a little bit of that experience to a football team that, that going to the playoffs is has been sporadic over the last couple decades. Well, I mean, it's this game is already is going to be hyped as it is. Like yeah. I said, I'm not too familiar with you know Miami Dolphins or the Patriots rivalry yeah. and stuff like that. I'm used to the Baltimore Ravens and Steelers rivalry, yeah. so I already know how that builds up. But, I mean, it's going to feel like a playoff, you know, yeah. atmosphere when we get out there. So it's our job. Uh, don't play too much in emotions. Like Co- uh, Coach Thomas said, don't ride the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. So you're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. But the team that stays level and stays focused are the ones that prevail and end up winning. Yeah. You know, Bo was talking about a little bit earlier about the fourth quarter, and every game seems like it comes down to that last mm-hmm. possession or two. Have you seen that change throughout the NFL in terms of when you started in a league? Or has it always been the kind of league uh, like in the second half, whoever's going to make plays? Because for me, when I'm I'm watching games, I always felt like, man, if you score first, you feel good, you control the game, and you're going to be able to control it the rest of the way because you feel like you've got momentum and the other team's always trying to come from behind. But now it seems like with the way offenses go and the tempo – it, you get more chances, it seems yeah. like, in the second half or in the fourth quarter of mm-hmm. either trying to win the game on offense or on defense trying to keep those guys out of the end zone. I mean, very, very rare that you see blowouts and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, perfect example, last night with yeah. the Steelers yeah. and San Diego. Chargers. I mean, L.A., I'm sorry. The Chargers, and they came out. out of that game. Yeah, they came out hot. It was uh, thirteen nothing before yeah. you knew. Next, you know, one play changed, and all of a sudden, it's what, what, twenty two, twenty three, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they went for two. Yeah, yeah, they tied up. Yeah, and then, yeah. like I said, it's. I mean, the game is not over until the you know to the last horn blows, and even then, you end up going yeah. in overtime. But so. it's but the game. You got to admit, from the from the time you've been in the league ten years, it, it the game has changed. Mm, yes, I, I mean, look, it, it's it's changed for for the most part. A lot of it is with the rule changes. Rule changes make the game change, and and it's really to me. With all the rule changes they've made over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. it has really changed the face of what this game looks like. More wide open. I don't know. Oh, damn, I don't know how these damn defensive backs play defense backs in this league anymore. I don't know how you, you know, with, with the rules in there and what, what you get called on, well, you you got to be a hell of an athlete to be back there in that in that secondary. And the same thing under the like – a good example, Kiko Lonzo. Well, Kiko comes see up with what the, you hit, the and Kiko hit him tackle, right with the face yeah. mask. Perfect yeah. form tackle. He didn't, he didn't press no. – he, he basically caught the guy. Yeah. But was it face to face? And he gets called for a, for unsportsman. Uh-huh. I, I, 
I don't even know how you play like that anymore. I mean, you you do what you can to adjust yeah. to the rules, and some of the rules you like, some of the rules you don't. Like I said, I came up when we had the two, three man way uh, yeah. right yeah. on the kickoff yeah. return. Now right. you can't even double it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's you just have to adjust and also know be smart enough. Yeah. You know, as players say, hey, we can't do this, can't do that. But then again, that's like me telling you to slow down and think as you yeah. play. I'm like, I can understand the bang bang play, but any like pre snaps or anything yeah. like that, that's something you can't control. But but I think the rules of the they're, they're, you start looking at scores and games and stuff. That's why it's so it, it high. It's created mm-hmm. that for the NFL. You, you're behind by three touchdowns. Oh, we can still, we can, we're still in this game. Yeah, we're you two know, pass interference be, plays when, from when cutting I, the field in half. You're right? Down 14, yeah. You're down 14 points in a game. You got no shot. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> yeah. can be down 14 in the in the second quarter. You got no shot to win. Well, that you game. run it three now, times and you get one first down. You get down three four, minutes down, off the you're clock. You're down 14 with seven minutes left in the game. Hell, we can still win this thing. You know? <laughs> Balls are going up and down the field, you know? Yeah, just the league has it has changed since my, yeah. you know, career and stuff like that. So but like I say, I, it's probably gonna change ten years yeah. from now. Yeah. So but by then I'll be gone. Yeah, so. no, no. Look, look, I mean, I'll admit this. It was it was it was it was different ten years before I got in the league. Mm-hmm. It was different ten years after. And like you said, it's gonna be ten different ten years after you're yes. out of this league. It's it's gonna be the same thing. It's just the the way it's gone. And 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 if you're an old traditional guy, you're used to that grind it at that you know three yards in a cloud of dust kind of a deal yes now balls flying all over the place and it's it's a crazy game out there man it is man so but like i said we just got to be able yeah. to practice it during the week and make sure that we put ourselves in the best situations you know that Sp- we can, speaking so. of crazy parts of the game uh you got a defensive line coach kasurik he, he's a little he, he's a little off the wall isn't he he's non-stop he that, <laughs> but the thing is i can say about that is that same energy Yep. Every single day, yep, and, yep. but then again, it, it won't surprise you. So, yeah, right, I mean, yeah. like, it, but but the thing is, when you bring that energy every day, it helps. Far it helps us as men yeah. in the D line room. We say, all right, you know, coaches, he's the same, he's not changing. Yeah. So let's go, let's follow his lead. Well, we, so. We've all had those coaches somewhere. Oh yeah, it usually typically yeah. was that offensive line coach, right? Right, little, or little defense, fat yeah, guy with a bald head. Oh yeah, and you're doing something wrong. He's goddamn it, he turns his head. Around. <laughs> Let me show you how to do this. He gets down the stairs. He's bloodied in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got a crack on his head after it. But he, it hurts, but he don't want to show you that it hurts. Oh, oh yeah, most, you know, they're, they're, they're like they're all cut from the same cloth, right? It is. They're, all defensive line coaches, offensive line coaches. I see Coach Kasura coming at lunch. I move out of the way. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah. You can go right ahead of me. But I mean, like I said, we we all enjoy it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I done had all different kinds of D line yeah. coaches. Some mellow, some would talk to you. I had you know, Coach, you know, Dick LeBeau. Right, he's completely real, yeah. real calm and yeah, corrective. Right. Yeah. He chews you out, but you don't know he chews you out yeah. because he talks to you, you know, so, you know, I don't know what's the word for it, but so. They're so consistent either way, right? Either way, but, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but then you got some extremes like Coach uh, Coach Chris here. He's yeah. all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he's yelling and screaming. And, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah. no, so. it's fine. Like you said, lying as long as, long as that guy stays consistent mm-hmm. yeah. and the message stays the same. It's, you know, look, I like the personalities. I like the, give me those I guys. I do too. Give me as many of those guys yeah. in the team as you can. I like just, consistency as a coach. Going. As long yeah, as you know. No what you're going to get yeah. 24-7 and you don't get surprised by yeah. it, you can deal with Yo, it. Oh, yes. Right? Hey, Z, before so. we get, let you go, I, I got to ask you just about the, the group of guys you're playing with in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam and uh, and Andre and, and all those guys mm-hmm. and then Gottschall and uh, you didn't have the chance with Vincent Taylor. He got her, but uh, just just a group of guys in that defensive line yes. room that, that, that you're playing with. Uh, just seemed like a really good, dedicated group of, uh, of guys that want to do 
do the right thing and, and, and win football games. You know what? Um, outside of just playing football, they make coming to work enjoyable. Yeah. And then when you can enjoy going to work every day and going out there and practice, whether we lose the day before or win after yeah. or something like that, it feels good going the next day because Branch is always going to have a joke to crack. Yeah. Spence is always smiling. Yeah. Uh, Cam is always dropping some old school stuff to yeah. us, even though he's you know close to 40 more than yeah. anybody else. And uh, like we got a bunch of the young guys like Pitt here and there just talking, you know. It's just, it, it just makes uh, the job more fun yeah. to come to. And it, it seems like they've, you know, I think it's been done here, uh, you know, with a with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Seems like they've got the whole locker room is full of those types of guys. Yeah. I, I don't I don't walk in there. Been, look, there have been plenty of locker rooms I walked in, and I go, you know, that guy's an asshole. That guy's a jerk. That guy's this, mm-hmm. and you stay away from. I, I just don't see that in this locker room. No, I, like I said, I haven't had a chance to visit everybody, yeah. but just from the D line perspective, you know, you got the DBs. They always a whole Talking. bunch of characters. You yeah. know, everybody's you know the DBs a bunch of characters, yeah. but they mean well, like right? Yeah. But the thing is, when they talk to each other, they talking about. Where you should be at, what yep. spot? So you can hear, you know, you can hear the talks, but yeah. that it makes me feel good because not only that they're focused on their job, yeah. but making sure somebody else is held accountable mm-hmm. to what yeah. they got to yeah. do and stuff. Yeah. So. All right, Ziggy, good guy, Ziggy Hood, huh? And, and nice one guy. Of, one of those guys that comes in midstream, and I didn't realize. You know, until I kind of started talking to him, looking, looking at things. Guy's been in the league for ten years, played in Super Bowl, yeah, played he's in been championship around. games, and been been around, and was a first round draft pick. And you know, he's kind of now he's in that that mode where he's just kind of picking up those last couple. Like, but like he said, you know, he'd like to stay here and play. He feel like he had another five years or so left in his game. Well, you know what? I would think it has to be so difficult to come in off the street, yep. and you know, moving around from team to team, not knowing where your next paycheck's going to come in, but you're staying in shape yep. and you're staying ready for that next opportunity. And it just so happens. And, you know, when Vincent Taylor goes down and you have some problems in the interior defensive line, that you bring in guys like Ziggy Hood and that he's able to play at a level that you go, you know what, this is this is more than acceptable. Yeah. You know, he's he's occupying two when he needs to. And, and he talked about the the discipline, about learning a new defensive yeah. scheme, about coming in and just not getting in there and throwing a fit. You yeah. know, he has to be disciplined. He has to do his job because he doesn't want to be the guy singled out. He's a yeah. veteran. He doesn't want to be the guy that's, you know, all the eyes are looking at him saying, hey, you're trying to make a play here and you're out of your gap right. and you didn't do the scheme the way we talked about yeah. all week. So this is a guy that I think he brings he not only and he, and he credibility, yeah. but he brings trust and he brings discipline, and that can be contagious to yeah. some of those other yeah. guys. No doubt about it, and, 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 a good, and a good guy, no doubt about it. But but look, it, it's 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 easier for a defense alignment. I played defense alignment. It's, easy, it's easier for a defense alignment to come, come in, in, fit in, than a linebacker or someone in the secondary. Yeah. Because I always said defense alignment. You know, you you only you have you got four you you got four ways to go: straight ahead, right, left. Or backwards. Well, backwards, yeah. Three of them you want to go, one of them you don't. So that's all you got to do is figure out when do I got to go right, when do I got to left, when do I go straight, straight ahead? Yep. And I know I can't go back. Yep. So so it's it's an easy little it's, bit of easier transition. I, I tell you what, we had we had a little difficulty about a month ago when guys going right are supposed to go <laughs> left, <laughs> and it left a caravan yeah. of, of a room up front. No, no doubt. Hey, well, I want to give special thanks to Verizon, the official wireless provider 
of the Miami Dolphins. You know who else I want to give some uh, some thanks Who's that, to? Bo? Uh, I want to give some chance some some uh, some thanks to our good buddy Jordan Phillips. Who? Oh, that's right. Know, he, How about that? He had a big impact in that game. I, I, made, I was made some plays. I was clapping right back at yeah, him after said, hey, that keep play. Keep going, man. Keep going. Uh, but here's what I understand about this guy. He, obviously, he's pissed at the Dolphins for trading him, and he didn't get along with Kasurik. And right. I remember being on the sideline. I was like two feet away from when those two were were, were going at, and it was pretty. It was pretty. I, I would throw some of the verbiage that was being thrown out there, but I don't think I can say it on the on the program. Logan right now. might get cut you yeah, off. Yeah, Logan might cut me off, and I might get banned for a week or something. But but it was a pretty good exchange there. That really was the beginning of the end for Jordan Phillips. And then he comes down here, and you know he wants to play. And I tell you what, he he made some he plays, good. made some plays. But he's an ass. I mean, what an idiot to to. Here's what I don't understand. He makes a play, flips the guy's leg, gets a taunting penalty, and he's still he's still cheering. And I'm going well. He well, doesn't get it. 10 yards, you give him 10 yards, that leads to the touchdown. It's the difference in the football game. Yeah. And he's over there like he's the king of the world. Oh, yeah, you know? he's getting high fives and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't understand how guys could be that selfish. To know, exactly. to, to know that you've just committed a, a personal foul, dead ball personal foul, yeah. that has cost your defense, who's dragging, by the way, right yep, now, yep. who's trying to win a game, keep the Dolphins out of yep. the end zone. And a couple plays later, a game-winning you know touchdown yep. is scored, and, and he's still clapping still with clapping, the fans. Still going. He's never going to get it because he's an individual. Yeah. And you know what? You can, you know, he might have been a teammate. He might yeah. might have loved him as a teammate. And now he's on the other side. But you could get your point across by not doing that by, kind by of not, by yeah. just making the play just, get just your points. Play, just make the play get and your walk. point across. Hey, you know what? Make the play point over and go back down. If that's if you want to do something, but but to do but I tell you the 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 thing that really struck me about it and, and dumbfounded me was I saw him a couple times. Like then, two plays later, he does the same thing. Didn't get in the referee. And, and the referee talked to him. Comes said, over and talks hey, to him. Hey, you want another one? And look to me, they should have thrown his ass out of the game. I know. the The second wasn't was as egregious, egregious as the first one. And it's it's not it's not that official's choice to say to, to decide whether I should keep him in the game right. or not keep I him in the game. I agree with you, Bo. I saw you, the same you thing. You did it again. Get your you're out. That's yeah. it. You we know? already told you. That's you, what the, the warning. Rule. The yes. warning's out the window. We've right. already thrown a flag at you. Right. Well, now I'm telling you, if you do it again, you're out of the game. Yeah, and, and he does. Yeah. And he does it again. And the guy comes over and look. I saw him, the referee saw him ran over to him and I go, he's going to throw. And then he goes, just gives him a warning, and which I thought was bullshit. I to guarantee be with you, the last week of the season, he's going to be right on the line of getting another personal foul yeah. call or not and they probably won't call it because it's in Buffalo yeah. but I guarantee you he will be in that exact yeah. situation because that guy has never no. changed yeah. in, in the in, years that he's same, here he'll do the same, same again. shit again the, the thing that got the, the thing that really like I said dumbfounded me was afterwards when when he gets a 10-yard penalty and he's got the 10-yard penalty and he's still facing up in the in the in the in the crowd and, and, and trying to whip them up. Yeah, great. And, and then I look over at their side. I follow them to the sideline because I want to see what their coaches are yeah, do. Yeah, I saw McDermott. And the guy's like he slapping him, him on the back. Him, yeah, he tapped him on the back. Yeah, should... like, hey, good job. And I'm going, I've, what? I've... Really? That you're the head coach. Guy just gave up 10 yards in a crucial situation in a game that you still have a chance to win. I know. And, and you're going to and you're gonna embrace him over there? Well, I you know, know what? Geez. Buffalo might have the other mindset, though. He probably shook his hand and said, hey, we're going to get a better draft choice yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. We're out of the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, Good exactly. job. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> 
so so that was the other thing, and then the influence of the Dolphins in that game because you had Lafayette Pitts who was involved in the muff on the muff. That's pump. right. The, the bumped guys, into uh, McKenzie. No, no Dolphin player around him. There was two two the, Buffalo the, Bills. There was the, the receiver the and two, and then two guys both bumped into each yeah. other, bumped into him. Balls loose. Dolphins get the ball and they That's get a right. to, to go. Sonoris Perry gets it. Yep. And then you had Matt Dar, the punter, punter, yeah. right, involved he was there. In, in stuff. And then, the, and then, and then maybe the biggest of all, other Charles. Than Charles Clay at the and end of the, the game. The sweetheart of a guy, too, uh, man. Yeah, a wonderful guy. I, I man. wish he was on our team. Yeah, Not that I, I dislike anybody that's no, on no, our no. team at, at the tight end position because they're all great guys, but that guy's a player. Yep. And, you know, it was unfortunate for him that he drops the ball in the end zone, but I, I enjoyed my time with him as a no, member he, of the Miami he was, Dolphins. He, yes, you know, polite guy, good Complete guy. Complete opposite hard, of Jordan Phillips. Hard worker, and did. And, and I'm with you. I, one of more, that was one of the more disappointing free agent acquisitions that that I've seen go out of here when they when they let when Charles Clay signed with them. I'm like, man, I, I like that. That guy was was good for our football team. But anyway, he's he's like, and, and I tell you, if you if you if you want to know what what. What 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 Coach Gase thinks about Charles Clay? I asked him. I said, "Well, Coach, whoa, whoa, when when after Allen did the Fran Tarkenton thing back there yep. and threw the ball up in the air, I said, what was going through your mind?' He said, "The first thing I did when I looked at who when I looked at who was open there, I go, oh, this guy doesn't miss those footballs." And he said, "I mean, he was going to try to look at his two two minute had, sheet. He was hoping. Well, he was going. He only going to have maybe two or three seconds left. Yeah. But I think he, so. He said, look." He was worried because he saw Charles Clay. Charles Clay was a guy, and you know Charles Clay doesn't drop many footballs. Right. And so that that was a big, big break. But the influence, fortunately, positively for the Dolphins, off of the, all the former Dolphins, was uh, it, 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 a big help in that game. And then you add to it, after the game, I go in the tunnel. Oh, yeah, how about that? I go that? in the tunnel to do start doing the post game, And fortunately, now we're doing out in the tunnel so I can get some more players and stuff. And, and I see Jerry Hughes... MF and the damn the, the 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 officials as they're walking through. I'll remember you, and, and I'm literally threatening them. How about he said, over "I'm going to get over. in the shower. I'll be out here yeah. right. I'm going to take a quick shower. I'll be right back. I'll find you." Over and over, threatening the guy. He's claiming the guy called him a bitch, right? Right. But evidently, this 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 official has a history. Oh, really? Of that? And I didn't been, know that. And, and and I read that he'd been reprimanded before for. Saying for stuff saying to stuff players. about players, so it's going to be interesting how this thing goes. But <clears throat> that that was a, I I I'd seen a lot of things. I I had never seen that where so that in, probably, in the tunnel, you know, out of the view of any all the fans in the stands. But there was enough people in there, and then they and then they and then a reporter walks into the locker room and goes up to Jerry Hughes and said, "Hey, you know what this thing goes? Well, what do you? I don't know what you're talking show about. Me the, uh, show, yeah, show me the show me the video. video tape. Goes, I got the video right here. He goes, I don't know anything That's about that. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so it probably goes down like this, Bo. Right during the game, uh, Jerry Hughes to the official. Hey, man, uh, whoever Tunsil yeah. or James, they're holding me. Yeah. I, you you yeah. got to call holding. Yeah. He said, Hold on a second. I, I didn't see any holding. Yeah. If I see it, next play. Hey, they're holding yeah. me, man. They're holding me. I, I didn't see it. Yeah. Two quarters later, hey man, hey, don't why, be a bitch. Why don't you stop being a bitch and play, <laughs> just play the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, I tell you, that was, uh, you know, that, that was a that was a definitely a, a good situation. There was a lot of a lot of stuff surrounding surrounding that football game. That uh, and, and look, had they lost, you'd all been cranky about every one of them. But oh, they, they yeah. Won, hey, it's, it's all something, to, you know. Well, you you think about it. If Charles Clay, I mean, he's going to catch that ball. Yeah. 
99 times and, and out of 100. Well, I don't know. You, you've got a good look. At it, probably better look. But I'm not sure if his feet slipped out from under him because he was laying on the ground when the ball came. Well, the worst thing about the whole thing was when I looked around and only saw a white jersey and didn't see yep. anything in aqua, yep. I was like, oh my goodness. This, yep. How could we leave a guy this well, wide but, open? But, I know the scramble, yeah. but at some point, if you're uh, there was a guy deeper than Charles Clay in the end zone. Yeah. I don't know if it was X. I don't know wh- who it was. Bobby. I don't yeah, know who you gotta it was. You got to get over there. Somebody's got to look. You know, yeah. Get your head on a swivel. Going. But but as a defender, and I was talking to someone about this yesterday. As a defender in a zone, you 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 kind of follow that quarterback, and he's going left, then he's going right. You, you, I haven't seen a scramble like that. In, in, a NFL, in, a, in a long time, in a long time, and, and we used to have him. I mean, yeah. like I said, Fran Tar- Bob yeah. Greasy was he was that was Bob right. was that kind of a guy. Right. And so as a as a as a guy playing zone in that, you kind of shadow the court. You know, he goes, he's going all right now. He's going this way, so I'm gonna go that way. And I think you just like you said, you used to lose control of him. Meanwhile, Charles is looking back, and he gets to find. Oh, look, there's a hole over there. So I, I can see it. But it still doesn't preclude the fact that somebody, whoever that deepest guy, right. has to get. I asked Sam because Madison. You're, only there, you're out there just to, to defend the goal line. Right. I asked Sam after the game. We were doing, all yeah. of us three were, were involved in the post-game show, show on Channel 4. And I asked Sam during one of the breaks, I go, Sam, how could Charles Clay be that wide open? Yeah. I said, at some point as a defensive back, don't you have to take your eyes off the quarterback? Yeah. Like you glance, you see where he's at if he's ready and to throw. Look but now see. you got to look around and say, who's, yeah. I, I'm not covering anybody. Yeah. You know, where am I supposed to be? There's got to be somebody in my zone. Yeah. And he said, yeah, absolutely. At some point, you got to take your eyes off the quarterback, locate yeah. somebody, and make sure yeah. you're in a position to make that play. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Charles just got lost. Yeah. I don't know how you get lost in the end zone yeah but he got lost in the end zone yeah it was uh yeah it was one of those things came right down to the end of it but uh fortunately it was, it was the right we, thing. we were very fortunate yeah, yeah no, they were no, fortunate no about that. that hey let me uh uh right now D, let, let me get you back to deezer here a little bit right now deezer is giving users a three-month premium subscription for 99 99 cents man three months for 99 cents and you could put all the songs you want on your playlist that's all the music you want millions of songs podcast like a podcast well, you can throw it right on. on. You can listen to us on That's Deezer. Right. How about that? I didn't know that. That's an awesome thing. No ads. Download the app and check it out. That's Deezer, D-E-E-Z-E-R. Check it out. And and look, you, I, I got my pop, my playlist on there. Even... Wait a minute. Even... Joe Rose? Joe, oh, no, Joe's not here anymore. Joe's not here? Joe's not here, but Joe's pod, Joe's uh, playlist is, is Joe on, on Deezer? Yeah, but... Uh, That's because his nickname is Joe Deez. told me... I think Joe told me he's got like 25 songs on his playlist and they're all Beach Boys. <laughs> That's all he's got. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe you know, that. Well, Joe's not a very creative guy when it comes to comes to music and stuff like that. So I don't know that he... Uh, I don't know that he went to too much effort. I know I, I threw a lot of I threw a lot of variety. Well, out at least there. you got playlist. up to the high eighties. Yeah, I got high nineteen eighties. Yeah. But but you know I had to throw a little. You know I I had to throw Outcast. a little Frank Sinatra you, in oh, there. Oh, absolutely. I had to throw you know throw the chairman of the so. board in there. Yeah. You know I had to had to have him in there. I got a little little. Little Dean in mind. Oh, I got all that stuff. I got the you know I when I'm not when I'm not, not listening to my Deezer playlist. Yeah, I'm 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 listening to XM radio on on the Sinatra station. Are you on there? Always on the Sinatra station. That's a good one. Get a little Dean Martin. You get a little Sammy Davis Jr. You get Frank. You get all the good stuff there. So so I I, I tend to go that way on on that kind of stuff. Hey John, I think we're gonna wrap it up, my man. Get ready for a big game well, this week, New England. New England week's always a big big week, but New England week down here to me is. Uh, and, and, and this year, big, big, big game, big important football game uh, for this football team. And um, man, if they can, if they can steal a win here, um, 
it's going to be interesting the last three weeks of the season. Well, the one thing they're going to have to do, Bo, is start the way they did against Indianapolis yeah. and start the way they did against Buffalo. Yeah. Come out on offense, even if it's not the first try, but get the first score. Yeah. Get the first score in the game. Take the lead yeah. and and then see how it goes yeah. from there. You know, you have to be able to play, I think. Well, well they've got to get ahead at some point. Yeah. If they get behind and they're playing behind all day, it's going to be... It's a long it's day a tough, that way. That's it's, a tough chore. It's not, a, tough it's not a recipe for success no. if you're chasing New England all yeah. day. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, and let me remind you, as John said earlier, 11 o'clock Sunday morning, oh, yeah. catch out the coach, check out the go, uh, coach Adam, Adam Gase. Maybe one of the Emmy. best Joe Rose South performances we have ever seen yeah. in his illustrious broadcasting career. I don't think he said Which, anything. by the way, I think is coming to an end. I don't think shortly. he misspoke one time. No, not at all. Not, I don't think he misspoke and, one and time. And everything he said was gold. It was vintage. It was, it was vintage, vintage Joe. <laughs> all right, John. That's going to do Bo. it. Thanks, Bo. I'm no prediction this week, then. No? Victory Monday. We'll be back on Victory I, I Monday. I can't wait. We'll see you then. All right. <laughs>